Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis all the time. I'm James Lynn. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's Rock underscore and underscore Rally. And on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Rock and Rally Tennis. Rock and Rally Tennis podcast episode number 179 is brought to you by Career Wonder, the ultimate career resource site featuring video interviews of professionals from a wide array of industries. Sharing the stories, journeys, and insights about their careers and jobs at careerwonder.com. You know, for many club and recreational players, and juniors as well, one of the more challenging and frustrating type of opponent to face is the looper. Now, before we dive into our discussion, let's make sure we're working off of the same dictionary. It's probably easier to start by pointing out what a looper is not. Now, in my view, a looper is not a moonballer or a pusher. A moonballer is someone who essentially hits high topspin lobs as their preferred primary ground stroke. A lob, by definition, is a shot that has a significant altitude. For me, that is what differentiates a moonballer from a looper. Loopers hit mostly high margin, deep into the court, moderate to moderate plus topspin balls. Shots that comfortably clear the net on average by several feet, but are not lobs by conventional definition. Now, I also want to make the distinction between a looper and a pusher. A pusher typically throws a lot of junk at you, a variety of moderate spins and trajectories. I mean, everything from bunts, chips, slices, dinks, lobs, and so on. To me, as I mentioned earlier, loopers hit mostly moderate to moderate plus topspin balls. They typically do not hit with the assortment of shots that you see from pushers. Moreover, loopers play what I would describe as a proactive defensive style, as opposed to a passive or reactive defensive style that you see from most pushers. Okay, now that the terminology has been clarified, how do you beat a looper? Well, there are a couple of tactics you can employ that are highly effective. One tactic is to hit similar loopy balls or even moon balls to drive the looper farther behind the baseline, then approach the net to try to pick off the high easy volley or overhead. (laughs) Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this is actually a popular tactic to use against moon ballers. You know, moon ball the moon baller, push them back farther behind the baseline, sneak in towards the net, and try to put away the volley or overhead. In this case, it would be loop the looper and so on. Now, this is a proven and sound tactic. However, this tactic presumes that the player possesses the necessary mindset and skill set with which to approach the net behind their deep loopy shots, the ability to properly execute volleys and overheads, and to effectively play from around the net area. So, yeah, if you have this skill set, then of course, use it, as it should be an effective tactic against loopers. That said, the main reason why many players at the local parks and tennis clubs struggle against loopers is because, by and large, they do not possess the aforementioned mindset or skill set around the net. Many club and recreational players are certainly skilled within their comfort zones, but their comfort zones are usually limited. For example, to a solid baseline game, or a big serve, and so on. This is why I believe for many club and recreational players, a more effective ploy against loopers, and moonballers as well, would be to shrink the court by, well, junking them, for the lack of a more elegant way to describe it. Junk them using anything you can, bunts, blocks, dinks, chips, slices, anything essentially to draw the loopers inside the baseline. Now, it's very important to note You are not trying to hit a drop shot or anything cute. The primary objective with this tactic is simply to shrink the court. 
to take away valuable real estate from your looper opponent, thus making it a lot more challenging for them to play as aggressively with their loopy shots as they normally would if they were, say, several feet behind the baseline. Again, if you possess that all-court game and are comfortable playing an aggressive attacking style from inside the baseline and at net, then by all means, you should certainly employ the tactic of hitting deep loopy balls to push the looper farther back behind the baseline and take those opportunities to move forward to net to pick off the volleys and overheads. But for club and recreational players who prefer to play from the baseline and are not as comfortable coming to net, the tactic of junking the looper to shrink the court may be a more effective tactic for you to employ because this enables you to play from within your comfort zone along the baseline. At the end of the day, both tactics are proven and effective ploys to use against loopers. Whichever tactic you choose and ultimately proves to be more effective, whether it's loop the looper finish at net or junk the looper shrink the court, comes down to matching the tactic with your particular skill set. So give each of these tactics a try and never again lose to a looper. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.